Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us when it could be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you, folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth it fighting for. America's worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on Dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Remember, you can find us on our podcast. I'd like to welcome all of you who are tuned in on the podcast, Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite listening material. Just search us there. Give us a five-star review. Maybe follow us and share us with somebody who's liberal and needs to get some sense knocked into their head, right? That's what we do here on the Wendy Bell Radio program. How about this as an update? Shocking new evidence shows massive Hamas and media disinformation campaign on bombed hospital well what's shocking about that do do they think that we're actually paying attention that we're all like did you guys see what cnn said i just read it in the new york times said nobody i know over the last 10 years right and this is a pivotal and historic tool in war If you want to go to war or you want to win a war for whatever your purposes, your war is about. You've got to be able to control the people who are paying for it. And how do you do that? You got to go with the emotion. Full stop. All of us agree. You don't behead babies. You don't rape women in the street. You wouldn't know that, though, when you're listening to a bunch of college professors and trustees, boards. Right. Of colleges and universities, highly regarded institutions. And we're going to get to that later in the show. But this is a very interesting story. As the sun rose over Gaza, fresh evidence of exactly what happened at the Ali Baptist Hospital was emerging. And it exposes perhaps the worst wartime disinformation campaign in modern history. It wasn't at all what they said it was. The media rushing, ABC News, breaking. At least 500 people have been killed in a strike that targeted this hospital. You know what? Journalism 101. I learned it as an undergrad. I learned it as a graduate student. I, I know it as a human being who has common sense. 
You got to fact check. You got to double check. You got to make sure you've got good sources. Rushing out an hour after something happens, half a world away, and then claiming that you know what happened so you can demonize one side over another. Why does this world hate Jewish people? I don't understand. I do not understand. You know, for how many years have we been told that racism is the scourge of humanity, that looking at somebody and judging them and disliking them and wanting harm upon them because of what they look like? That's the worst thing. And for, for how many years we fought this narrative, we fought this ugly side of our history. And we emerged on the other side. We went through it. And then Barack Obama came. What a uniter. What a hack. The worst president ever. You think Joe's bad. Come on. You know who's in charge. It ain't him. He's in his hyperbaric chamber getting necessary meds. So we can be vertical for another 20 minutes and mumble his way through something and be an embarrassment and project the weakness that is now the United States on the world stage. Right? This is not complicated. These people are not hard to figure out. But I got to read a couple articles to you. This is dangerous. You've got embassies around the world now with U.S. personnel in danger. And I'm sorry, but I'm not, I'm not saying anything you haven't already thought about. Benghazi? 2.0? Hell no! Hundreds surround the U.S. embassy in Lebanon. More try to enter the Israeli embassy in Amman. Amman and in Lebanon. Angry people whipping up to a frenzy. And so here's where my thought process is on these things, you guys. I started going through the, the times, the events, the reports, the timeline of what happened at, at Benghazi, where we lost four Americans and two more the next day under Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and all of these players. And it's the same playbook every single time, whether it's COVID, whether it's January 6th, whether it's war in in Ukraine, war now in the Middle East. It's the same damn playbook. And I'm so freaking tired of it. The likely cause at this point of this hospital mishap. Terrible. Rocket goes up, misfunctions, malfunctions over Gaza. Right? Rains down. And it's, it's crazy how video had to be used to tell the true story as all of the propaganda mills were churning out these stories that Israel had bombed civilians trying to recover at a, at a hospital in Gaza. Those ruthless animals. And it's like, what are you doing? What are they doing is they're ginning up you getting behind a war, another war. You emotionally falling for, we must get involved. You know, we got to get involved in. We got to get involved in what's going on here. We need to get involved in what's going on at our freaking border. You want to talk about an invasion? There might not be gunfire right now, but by golly, we're being invaded. We already have been. 
what did I just read yesterday? The population of Dearborn, Michigan is almost like the majority Somali or, or what have you. Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, you know, the people who check the right boxes and you're supposed to get behind your... Oh, it's so good to see people who, you know, look a little bit different than we are and sound a little bit different than we are, have different cultures. Oh, kumbaya, what a great melting pot. No! These people are bad for America. Duh. Did anybody out there find it so intriguing that it seemed like there was a sale on Palestinian flags and everybody got one? All of a sudden in the streets all over America, we've got people protesting, not like five or ten, hundreds of people waving their flags. Yay, Palestine. Really? That many people in our country have skin in this game. Just another reason to get us fighting so we get involved in another freaking war that we finance, by the way, to the tune of, wait for it, $100 billion. Do you guys know that $100 billion, which Joe Biden wants Congress, quick, 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 get a new speaker. We need to send $100 billion out to Ukraine and to Israel. Quick, quick, quick. Do you know what that amounts to a day? Because we did the math. And doing math with that many zeros at four in the morning is ugly for me. Okay? 237 freaking, excuse me, 273 million, million dollars a day. I have 273 million reasons why we could spend that money here. Joe Biden, no, we've got to clutch our pearls. Look, you saw what they did. We have to lead, we have to act. We must unite. Unfortunately, you've got the social justice worlds of activism colliding, right? And now you have people on college campuses actively calling for the extermination of all Jews. What? What happened to the party of, oh, all are welcome here. We're so glad you're here. I put the sign in my yard. It says all are welcome here, right? Except if you're a Trump supporter, in which case we don't care about you or you're a Jew. So good luck with that. Is everybody seeing the farcical nature of all of these social justice, liberal, emotion driven causes? I'd love to see the trans community go out and fight on behalf of Palestine. Yay, Hamas, who would throw us off a roof because they don't like gays, right? How do you think they would feel about the transgenders? Right? You'd be the first one sacrificed, yo. You've been played. You've been played. And there is a huge awakening now. I would imagine as I live a half of a mile as the crow flies, or as I drive too quickly, from the Tree of Life Synagogue. And I don't need to remind you what happened. At the Tree of Life Synagogue, a nucleus of hate happened there wiping out my jewish neighbors i wonder how many of those neighbors who have voted democrat all of their lives who actually believed that they were cared for are waking up now and realizing they have been played can you imagine walking around being an american at one of our embassies and hearing a Benghazi-like crowd, not because of a video, Hillary, you feckless hack, 
because they don't like something that you really can't change about you. Huh. Feels so warm and welcoming, doesn't it? Don't go anywhere, my friends. Arkansas. How is it possible that Sarah Huckabee Sanders could be a better leader than any of these hacks we have in D.C.? Well, I'll tell you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I think it's important in a time of um, exposure of the crybaby, prepubescent girl behavior of our elected members of Congress, right? I think it's important for us to delineate between those who fail us and those who actually do what they say they're going to do. And I personally see a bright future for Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor of Arkansas, Mike Huckabee's daughter. You know the story. She's fantastic. She was fantastic as Trump's spokesperson. I crave cogent thought from a press secretary because it's been a long time since we've gotten one, right? So she she has a little press conference yesterday. It's not little. I didn't mean to belittle it because it was actually a pretty big deal. We talk about how China has China has infiltrated not just our country, right? but also has gobbled up an awful lot of our real estate and a fair amount of agricultural acreage. A hell of a lot. China. China owns about 384,000 acres of U.S. agricultural land. That's a lot, right? I didn't Google, like, how big is such and such state to put it into perspective for you, but it's an awful lot. And what are they doing on that land? Well, some of the land is close to our military installations. I don't know. I'm no political science rocket scientist, but I can be like, um, that's probably not a good idea. We have spy balloons traipsing across the continental United States, and we're told, oh, it's probably just some weather balloon. Because they're so used to lying with impunity and immunity that they stop trying to make it make sense. We got China here. You got people who have overextended their visas. Huge problem with our immigration system. Overextending their visas who are still here. We have Republicans voting for the adult children of people who have overextended their visas staying here, coming here, and living here, right? This is where we get to these problems. This is Sarah Huckabee Sanders putting her foot down and saying to a company, China-owned company, doing business In Arkansas, you got to sell the land that you bought and you need to get the hell out of our state and out of our country. This is leadership. Listen. I'm announcing that Syngenta, a Chinese state-owned agrochemical company, must give up its land holdings in Arkansas. Syngenta owns 160 acres in northeast Arkansas, which it uses primarily for seed research. The company that owns Syngenta, Kim China, is also on the Department of Defense's list of Chinese military companies posing a clear threat to our state. Seeds are technology. Chinese state-owned corporations filter that technology back to their homeland, stealing American research and telling our enemies how to target American farms. That is a clear threat to our national security and to our great farmers, especially since the Chinese government enacted a law in 2017 requiring Chinese citizens abroad to collaborate with their country's security officials on intelligence work with no questions asked. This isn't about where you're from, 
We welcome Chinese Americans, Russian Americans, and anyone else who's given up foreign oppression for American freedom. This is about where your loyalties lie. We simply cannot trust those who pledge allegiance to a hostile foreign power. That's why I signed Act 525, sponsored by Representative McKenzie and Senator Boyd, to ban Chinese and Russian-made drones. And it's why I signed Act 758, sponsored by Representative McAlendon and Senator Stubblefield, banning public contracts with the CCP. We will make sure that every company operating in Arkansas is a friend to Arkansas and good to hardworking Arkansans. Secretary Ward has already notified Syngenta about this decision. If they refuse to sell, our Attorney General can move forward with legal proceedings and force them to get out of our state. Arkansas will always protect our farmers and our national security interest. Doesn't that make you hungry for that as a president? Or if you live in a blue state of suck the way I do in Pennsylvania, for a governor who actually cares and sees and wants to be part of making America extraordinary again. And that means not sleeping with the Chinese Communist Party. It means not tinkering with viruses and funding research to make it more dangerous for us using our money, right? It means not trying to work with, you know, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, Joe Biden, trying to work deals with their business partners in China. Come on over. We're going to make sure nobody in our country can get all of the natural resources, but we'll sell the leases and the rigs to you and you're going to get filthy rich. What do you say? Sarah Huckabee Sanders, don't fly your drones over my state ever. And hey. You company, Syngenta, that owns 1,500 acres in northwest Arkansas. Pack up and you get out. We don't want you here stealing our technology. Seed research would be great if they were growing something, you know, feed. Feed the people. No, what they're doing is stealing the intellectual property of the finest people in this country. Enough is enough. That's what leadership sounds like. You want to hear wimp? Crybaby wimp? Oh boy. It's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so you have to enjoy in times of crazy tumult and chaos and dysfunction that's purposeful, you have to love listening to the voices of people who suck, right? And I I think it's very common that we should have this conversation and we should have in the same sentence the name Adam Kinzinger. Because that's, ex- I mean, is there a better person who, says, who, who we can say sucks right now in talking about January or talking about this speaker vote? Thehill.com has two articles this morning. This is not a conservative publication by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. TheHill.com has two articles today where you're going to hear voices of alleged conservatives. There's nothing conservative about Adam Kinzinger. We all know this. There is an alleged conservative side of Newt Gingrich, but except that that blew up to when he came out outraged over. You hear it, too? Yeah, I hear the echo, too. We'll work on that, folks. Uh, Outraged that they had voted out Kevin McCarthy. Well, Adam Kinzinger, in a ultimate I'm going to step in a poo sandwich, (laughs) said this uh, yesterday. He says 
He says the vote against Jim Jordan was almost as big as the January 6th votes. Look, can we just call a spade a spade and identify what happened? You had a bunch of people, a handful of people, not the majority of, of the Republican caucus, that said, you know what? We don't like this path that we're on. We're not happy with this journey. We do not like where America is. The people in our districts are struggling. Their costs are out of control. They're worried. Their kids are getting, you know, intercepted in school schools by activist teachers and administrators whose main goal is not education, but it is indoctrination. We're done. Tapping out. It's time to change. If you guys aren't going to do that and the speaker who's got the gavel isn't going to facilitate that, get him the heck out. And so they took action. And that was what was necessary, right? Well, Adam Kinzinger, Newt Gingrich. Oh, my God. I can't believe. What are they doing? It's such a clown show. That's not true. And we know it's not true. Former Representative Adam Kinzinger said during a Tuesday television appearance, and remember, guys, the goal is always to get onto television. These folks, the ultimate experience, it's not being in Congress. It's about being on CNN. There is a difference, right? So in a televised appearance... That the vote against Representative Jim Jordan, the Republican nominee for speaker, was nearly as consequential as standing up against the attack on the Capitol on January 6th. Well, Adam, I got news for you, bro. First of all, you suck. Secondarily, your argument is so garbage. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that you still have an R after your name. Anybody who doesn't question everything regarding January 6th or the people who believe that every single election has been the safest and most secure ever. There would never be any cheating. It was fantastic. When all the votes are counted, Joe Biden is going to win. Right? Really? Adam Kinzinger says, this is almost as big in my mind of a moment as standing up against January 6th was for these members. Standing up against January 6th. January 6th, in my not-so-humble opinion anymore, and I'm sure many of you will join me in this notion, was something that was planned, pre-calculated, premeditated, scripted, on purpose. On purpose. There's a reason why the word insurrection has been inserted into so much conversation. There is a reason that Nancy Pelosi calls Jim Jordan an insurrectionist. Those are fighting words, you old bag. Those are fighting words. Because what is happening in this country right now is a repudiation of all of the tired narratives that only a certain group of people, those who love America, those who will never allow America to fail, those who will never give up hope, those who will never stop fighting, those who will never quit, which is why they fear us the most. You can't derail us, Adam. Almost as big as my mind is the moment we stood up against the January Sixers, really. As somebody who has faced this, here's the victim, emotion, Adam, Kinzinger, probably with a hanky, as someone who has faced this, and I had to make a decision to basically end my career and do the right thing. It was well worth it, he said in an interview. He did the right thing. 
Adam Kinzinger decided to lie, decided to be a part of a sham, which was one of the most embarrassing and disgusting black eyes in the history books of this great constitutional republic. The farce that led to January 6th. A meeting of people who love America, who were decked out in red, white, and blue, who knew what happened two months prior in the election was wrong, who dared to ask questions, who pushed past the propaganda, who saw through the garbage narratives, who stopped watching CNN, who started getting involved in their community's politics. And I'm talking young people all the way up to elderly women who got sucked into a vortex of pre-calculated disgustingness. And Adam Kinzer wants to hand up, wants to stand up there with his hand over his heart and wants to be wrapped up in the American flag. And he wants to say to you, look, I had to make a decision. I gave up my career in Congress where I sucked to join the likes of CNN as a bloviating blowhard on live television because it pays a hell of a lot better, but because it's my duty. I had to take one for the team. Adam, you're gross. Only closely to be outdone, my friends, by Newt Gingrich. Thehill.com, as I said, two, two articles, same website. Newt Gingrich weighing in on the, quote, speakership turmoil. Quote, we can't sit around and suck our thumbs and hope the world will wait. Here's Newt Gingrich saying, hurry it up. Hurry it up. Make it quick, right? Make it snazzy. We don't want to look bad on the world stage. Plus, we've got billions of dollars of taxpayer money to give to foreign people. Come on. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez clutching her pearls. We need to make room for at least a million people from Palestine. They won't want to be here, you schmuck. They don't like Jews. We got a lot of Jewish people here. I'm going to go with that's a bad idea. Pay attention to these voices, Newt Gingrich. We need to hurry this along. There's work to be done. Oh, now that it's a candidate who represents true conservative values, the rhino swamp dwellers come out of the woodwork and try to tell you how it should be. This looks bad. Hurry it up. Maybe he's not your guy. Maybe he is the guy and you guys are all exposing yourselves as being terrified because Jim Jordan marches to the beat that is the heartbeat, the pulse of America. He has not been purchased. He is not viable. He cannot be cajoled. He cannot be conned because it is America first. This is the article. Former Speaker Newt Gingrich said after speaking with members of the House Tuesday evening that the next speaker vote, which is expected to take place today, is not going to churn up successful results for candidate Jim Jordan. Who the hell are you, by the way, Newt? Go back to Fox and sit in the shadows and clear your throat, right? And pretend that you're still important because that's what this is all about. He says, my sense from talking to people in the House tonight, in the next vote, 
Jim Jordan might actually get fewer, not more votes. Ooh, breaking news. He said that on Sean Hannity's Fox News show. Sean Hannity, another hack, right? He couldn't believe that Matt Gates and a handful of others would kick out Kevin McCarthy. He's doing a great job. Hey, Sean. I mean, I know you're part of this complex of suck, right? You might be at the head of it. But a guy who doesn't listen to we the people who are tired of paying every single day for the suck that you guys pass is not a qualified candidate and needs to go. Poof. That was the system that was predetermined. Cry me a river after the fact. And that you have to be in the know. Well, I'm getting texts right now. I'm getting texts. All they're telling me. It doesn't look good for Jim. I'm going to look at this as a mom. Whose opinion are you going to value more? The guy who is speaker who's been entrenched in the inner machinations of suck and the swamp. Who's played his cards. Who's shown you his true colors. He's not a conservative. He's not a MAGA Republican. He's not making America great. He's making Newt great. All of these hacks. Do you trust these people? Or do you trust me, a mom of five? Because you know what my skin in the game is? Giving an America I'm proud of to my children. Now, who's driving motivational force? Do you get behind more? The people desperate for the powder and the makeup and the spotlight and the cameras on CNN or Fox or the people who are willing to do the work to fix what these clowns have fudged up so royally. I'm pretty sure you know how I feel about that. Newt. Gingrich said he would be okay if it took 15 rounds of voting to elect Jordan as it did with former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. But as it stands, he has, quote, no faith that any of the nays will budge. Maybe we need some more washed-up has-beens like you. Out of the way, Newt. Why don't we let the machinations of the business of the people of this country take place without you inserting yourself the same way Joe Biden has decided to insert himself into the middle of what's going on in Israel. The same way Chuck Schumer and Mitt Romney thought they would they would fly first class. Right. And they would insert themselves into a freaking war zone. I'm very basic. I want my kids to be safe. I want them to have opportunity. I want them to dream I want them to live in a world that is honest, that has integrity, that has a nation that feels about all of this experience that we will fight to the death to protect. Now, if that resonates with you, welcome home. Quick time out. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, a Navy SEAL putting his head in the ring in Montana. Powerful. Yes. Next. So as all of this nonsense is going on in the world out there, it's pretty amazing to see some of the people who are throwing their hat in the ring. 
And I'm trying to pull this up because like a fool, I forgot to do this. I forgot to bookmark it on my computer here. But I want I want to tell you a little bit about this gentleman. He's a Navy SEAL. His name is Tim Shee. And he's closing in on John Tester in Montana. And this is a very exciting thing for me because if you're familiar, if you're familiar with this program, you know that I talk all the time about why don't we have more veterans serving? Why do we have so few people who aren't just about the red of the Republican Party or the blue of the Democrats? But they have the red, white, and blue. The white being honor, sacrifice. When you're willing to bleed and give up your life for your country, you get catapulted into a different echelon of human being in my mind. And I dare say that if we had more military men and women in our Congress, we might be able to get some stuff done. They're not me-focused. They are mission-focused. And so I'm very interested in some of the polling here, specifically in Montana. We don't talk about Montana a lot. I've never been to Montana. This is a very interesting poll. This is on Breitbart.com. And this, I believe, is why the Uniparty and the Democrats in particular, and the media are becoming so frenzied because Trump is killing it. Former President Donald Trump leads Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, by 21 points. 21 points! <laughs> right? See, the Democrats, they're like, Meh, it's just Michigan. It's just Bob, Montana. Who cares? Right? If it's not L.A., New York, whatever, Meh. it's a big deal. 21 points in a hypothetical presidential race in Montana, while businessman and Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy, a Republican, is within striking distance of Senator John Tester, the Democrat there, in a hypothetical Senate race. The Emerson College poll published just a few hours ago, in fact, shows that 49% of registered voters in the Treasure State back Trump. While Biden follows at 28% in a hypothetical 2020 matchup. Of the remaining respondents, 16% would back another candidate. 7% are undecided. So you've got one in four there who have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I mean, who honestly, who honestly is like, oh, that Joe Biden, that man of mine, he is such a leader. I love what's going on in this country. It feels so good. Never before have things been better unless you're lying or you just live in an alternate universe. Biden's approval rating among all poll, poll participants, try to say that fast, not just registered voters, comes in, wow, approval rating. What does he normally poll, Brooke? Like, Brock, 38% usually, 39? I, I think he's right around 39 usually. Yeah, yeah, 22%. Oh, he's knocking it out of the park. 22% uh, approve of Joe Biden's job as president in Montana. Don't you wonder what those 22% are thinking? I have no idea. Who are you? Did they just, are they in comas? Did they just wake up? I, I, why does Adam Kinzinger think we're so stupid that we can't see through all of his crybaby antics too? It's just like January 6th. I had to stand up. I just put a sock in it, Adam. Okay. The poll asked Trump and Biden backers 
if their preferred candidate, we talked about this earlier in the week, could do or say anything in the next several months that would make them choose not to support him for president in 2024. I love this. A majority of those who would pick the who would plan to vote for Trump, 53 percent said there's nothing he could do. Nothing he would do that would dissuade them from supporting him. 48% think of Biden voters say the same of him. Well, wait a minute. 48% of Biden voters say that there's nothing Joe Biden could do that would turn them off to not vote for them. But 22% say they like the job that he's doing. Like, how does that work out? I would assume they wouldn't want him to talk. Right? Isn't that fuzzy math? Fuzzy math. Well, you saw how stellar he was in Tel Aviv. You know, I... Uh, I, uh, you know, folks, uh, I asked one of my uh, people if they could uh, help me complete a thought for something that might be interesting. And, and this is what they told me. They said, uh, uh, Joe, well, uh, well, I'm wasting too much time with that. It doesn't matter. Oh, thank you for that. I hope to get a shirt made with that very sentiment. It's like there's, there's one word to describe America. What is it? It's <laughs> perfect. That's your president. All right, this poll also gauged a hypothetical Senate race matchup between the vulnerable tester and Sheehy, who has endorsements from a number of Republican senators, including National Republican Senatorial Committee Chairman Steve Daines. While Tester, who is serving his third term as a senator, pack your bags, yo, time to go. And you can call Bob Casey and his MyPillow subscription, right? Take him and you guys both go. Time to hit the hay. We're done. Third term as senator garners 39% of support. Sheehy, a political newcomer, takes 35%. With a year to go, another 6% of voters would back somebody else. One in five is undecided. So Trump up by 21 in Montana. Oh, they're not going to. Don't, don't pay attention to that. That's probably just an outlier. I mean, the five of the six swing states where Donald Trump is now leading Joe Biden, ah, that's just, that's not within the margin of error. So, no, I don't believe that at all. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. So the question is, if you can't cheat enough, because everybody's aware, to steal another election, what do you need? You need full-out war or another virus? Which one is it going to be, do you think? Pay attention, because they always tell you. Minutes away from hour three of the Wendy Bell Radio. I know, right? It goes so fast. You guys are the best. Well, so much for diversity and inclusion out there. As the social justice warrior college campus worlds collide. And uh, it's gross. It's gross. I'll take you there next.